podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so excited you decided to join us. Um, before we jump in today, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the most innovative, you know, technological machine you'll ever find. And it's so easy to use. You know, we have three of them. We love them. Um, they, they, they're always, they're always giving to the community, but they're always innovating on their own, on their own products too. So go over and check them out. Mention coach unplugged and they'll give you a uh, $400 off for coach Collins. Um, and also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. It is the one-stop shop for basketball coaches. It's got everything you need to become a better basketball coach. We always tell our players that we want them to work on their craft. Well, are you working on yours? And that's one of the ways I've worked on my craft. It's something, you know, from someone that's been, that's coaching a nationally ranked team that has won numerous state titles, that has done those things. This is what, you know, I spent several years putting this together of things that would, that I could share with the world to make coaches better. And the roadmap will take care of it and will walk you through everything you need. So go over and check it out. And just in closing, if you like this podcast, go over and check out High School Hoops. Go over and check out the 5-Minute Basketball Coaching Podcast. Go over and check out Funnel Down Defense Podcast. All of them are great. Um, and leave a five-star review. We'd love that. All right, have a great day. So then you're just going to go to um, Slideshow or whatever. Yeah, present. Present, okay. yep. Yep, okay. you're good. Perfect. All right. Um and I just, I'm just going to go through this. And then <clears throat> I think what I want to do is, uh, and, and you can ask any questions and we don't have yep. to read ev- every slide. No, but, but I'll jump uh, in because uh, I've okay. done this with other coaches. It's great. Okay. So I'll just jump okay. in. All right. You, do, mean, you, you know what you're doing. Yes. Yeah. So. Okay. So, um, and that, there's the last, we, the people that are listening, the last slide just said coach is old. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. And we'll, uh, we'll put that like in the show notes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think, um, there's, there's what I think the reasons for pressing are, um, if you never, ever, even if you don't want to be a pressing team, um, I, if you can't break a press, you can't play basketball. No, um, I agree. So I think you have to have, um, you know, I, I think you have to have one in. And I think um, anytime you understand how a press defense works, it helps your press offense. It does. And- it helps you break. From the teams that I've – when we were a good pressing team, no one could press us. Like, because we spent 20 minutes or 30 minutes of practice every day working on our press. and then. Yeah. You're gonna press us? What are you talking about? It's yeah, like and, and, and if you saw on our uh, on that first slide, we've our we've had 9432 either on our practice jerseys or our shirts for probably the last 15, 20 years since I've coached, and and that's why we do it. Um, obviously, so, so explain it. So explain to the listeners what that means. I know what it means, but yeah, explain. 94 feet for 32 minutes. Okay, um, you know, and and uh, if if there if you play without a shot clock. You you have to be you have to be able to press in the fourth quarter unless you're going to be ahead all the time. So a and high school coach court's only eighty four feet. Well, a, a regulation, but yeah. everybody builds them ninety four now. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, you're correct. Yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, you know, 
uh, we always believe that you should never give an opponent a free trip. The, the court's 94 feet long, so we're going to press after either off a dead or off a made free throw for sure. Not always off a live ball. Um, I always say, go back to that screen. I always say on, I always say on, uh, on pressing, like, well, we're going to press you when you get off the bus. Like, yes, exactly. We're exactly. literally going to, you know, it's all the whole Hoosier thing. It's like, we're, I don't care. Like, as soon as the jump, we're coming at you. Um, are you going to talk about pressing on misses? Yeah, we're going to, um, okay. yes. Okay. As a matter of fact, I have a clip where we did. We okay. don't generally do that. Um, you know, and I, and I think, uh, I think if there's not a shot clock in your state, you have to press. But I think more importantly, if there is a shot clock in your state, I would, uh, I would press just to be a pain and knock those, you know, knock eight to 10 off and make them, you know, make them get out of their rhythm, especially if it's a 30 second. Right. And that's one of the reasons I think the shot clock is a mistake in the sense that the teams, it's going to, I think it's going to make the haves and have nots even bigger in the sense that, like if you're you're gonna press, you're gonna like if you can't handle the the weaker teams gonna have problems with pressure, even soft pressure, which means that I think the separation is gonna get bigger. Um, my my only argument that I that I have for a shot clock is, and and I've put this out many many times, and it's really the only argument I have is the fact that we have um, if you are playing a team that's maybe ten percent better than you and they get ahead of you um, or they get on a run, you can go zone to change the tempo a little bit because um, right. there's some teams you can't stay in front of. Um, that's my only argument yeah. for it. Yeah, there I, is, I, don't know, I don't know that we needed it. I don't know. I, I, I still haven't heard the, the, you know, I haven't heard the reason that's like, uh-huh. And I'm not like half the time I just tweet about it to get people all riled up. Oh, sure, sure. <laughs> I don't really care because I'll adjust. I'm just not sure with a shot clock why. What makes it better? Like the three I, point, the three point line did something to the game. Like it spread the court out. It. I'm just not sure what people. I'm a stats teacher. People use observational studies. They see the two games that are eight to six. Oh, they don't see so, the oh yeah. Ninety nine point seven percent of the games that aren't nine to six. Right. You know? Right. And that's what sticks with them. It's the one or two things that stick with them. So it's just that. I, I totally agree. And they see those people holding the ball out there on Twitter. And then they think that happens in every game. And it, I've, you know, the games doesn't. I've seen at the high school level that's happened. I've seen like two in my 30 years of teaching or yeah. coaching, you know? Well, and the ones I've seen where it's, I, we were at 5A state tournament probably 20 years ago in the boys and one team didn't want to face the one three one, and they had they held the ball with the, the ball and hit the half court. The other team switched man, and they started playing. Right. <laughs> yeah, if you stay in the one three one, then that's your fault. Yeah, yeah. come out and guard. Come, come out and guard. And guard. Come and so, play me. Um, I also I also think you can play more players. Um, you definitely have to. <laughs> and uh, matter of fact, um, in two, the year we got second in state, we had the grandma unit that's what all our fans call them our five seniors that were really slow but knew how to play and they right. played they played a 2-2-1 back to our some sometimes back to our zone sometimes back to our to our man and then we when the second unit would come in they were just they were just all out and i remember one time i think they came in it was two to nothing and they came in for two and a half minutes and it was 12 to two and then the other group came back in and 
and scored like 10 in a row being pretty methodical. See, so here's, was, my, here's my theory with this. this yes, you have – there's two reasons. Like, one of the reasons I stopped pressing as much is because now we play halves. Right. And we have two – and we have four extra minutes. So, that forced me to play more kids. Like, I, I can't play yeah. that. You can't play, you know, 36 minutes and not right. get a rest. Um, it's virtually impossible, but I love that. It's true. If you're going to be a pressing, if you're going to be a pressing team, you have to be able to, um, you know, and I all, and, and we had a speaker on the other night at my clinic, uh, Lane Lord from down at the tip of Texas. He's a women's coach was at Pittsburgh state. Okay. And he told us something that I, that I've done. Now I don't play this many kids, but he said, we play 12 kids in the first half, regardless. He said, I did that in high school. And the reason he does it, and I believe this too, there's nothing worse than having to – you don't play a kid all game and then you have to put him in in the fourth quarter. Yeah, my, and it's you want to see them for early. That My yeah. I, my bench definitely shortens the second half more than – Yeah, you don't, Yeah, but I try to – you know, and, and we do – you know, there's different things. But, yeah. um, you know, we like – so um, – and then I think the really – the other good reasons for press centers, you need to create scoring op- opportunities with your defense. If you can't do – you know, if you can't do anything – you got to create scoring opportunities. And then I, I truly believe you can bring energy to your gym. And, 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 in, and I'll be honest with you in girls basketball, you've got to, you have to do something to get people to come watch the games. Right. Um, you have better be really, really efficient and good on offense, which we, we move the ball pretty well, but um, that energy in the fourth quarter, you got the boys crowd coming in to watch and then they're going, Holy moly, this is fun. So. Right. Yeah. The, the, um, I call them easy buckets. Like you have to find, you talked about scoring opportunities. You have to yeah. find ways to get easy buckets. Like yeah, you got, you got to steal. You, you got to steal them. If they, some people steal them on out of bounds place. Some people steal them on side out of bounds place. Some people steal them on pressing, but you got to get a way that I can, I say it's where are you getting those eight to 10 points? They're just give me, it's like, maybe you have a big man that can automatically get you a couple close to the basket, something you got to, you got to, you got to steal those. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Well, because no one wants to face a set defense all game and just no. dribble it up. <laughs> no. That's hard basketball. It is hard. So, um, and then, Coach, I went ahead and I've got some drills on here. The only, That'd be there's great. only there's only two that I didn't draw up, but we always in all of our teaching, we're going to use a whole part whole method. We like to start with the hole and then go back so the kids can see what it is they're doing in the drills. Yep. uh, So they can see the big picture. So sometimes Uh, my, sometimes my hole is just showing them tape too. Well, and that that can be as well. Yeah. Um, It depends on the type of year for me. So some years I got to do it on the court. Some years I can do the whole just saying, Hey, let's go watch Virginia run there, whatever. It's like, yeah, I agree. I love that. I, I don't do part, whole, part. I do whole, part, whole. I agree. Yeah, and that's same here. Yeah. But, you know, and, and did, I haven't necessarily – I don't want to shout out about this pandemic, but you can't believe all the cut-ups that I have. I'm doing an out-of-bounds clinic in two weeks, and uh, I've got all my – I went back and cut up all my out-of-bounds. Oh, I'd love to see – okay, we're going to have you back on. I'd love to see that. Yeah, it's – it's. Uh, so we're going to – we'll take a side thing. I, You know what I'd love to do, too, is do you have you, – people always ask about zone offense. Do you see a lot of zone? Do you see a lot of zone, or do you zone people? 
we we don't zone very much. Now we did my first my first two years because I had two big slow bigs. Right. But okay. to answer your question, we're running underwood spread now. Okay. Okay. And I saw more zone this year than I've ever seen. We went all of February, except for when the other teams got behind at the end. Uh, except for one game, we saw all zone, and then we saw man in the sub-state finals. Okay. We saw one two two zone. We saw one two two zone. I think, and then one guy changes his stuff up all the time, but never plays man. So, uh, and we've kind of developed some zone offense things, but we've kind of gone back to just playing our motion. We, I, and we, I've got that's what we do. That's what we do too. That's kind of my when when coaches ask me around the country, I go. I, I I just run my man offense most of the time, and then yeah. I teach them. And then I teach them principles about like if you find space, stop. If you blah blah blah, and, right? You know, it's like because zones don't like movement, and your man no. offense, my guess, gives you the best movement. Um, I I have a I have a I would love to talk zone offense sometime. We we change it up all the time, but we have a basic philosophy. But anyway, okay, go ahead. The, the one thing I would say about pressing is that one of the biggest mistakes I ever made was we started work. I had a really, really young team and, and uh, Jim Laranaga's scramble was the, was the big thing in the nineties <laughs> and, and, and 2000s. And, and, and that's how we developed a lot of our stuff, right. but we started out pressing um, instead of building our man to man foundation first and so we always, the first week, week and a half, we put our man to man in and, and we'll run two of our, two of our drills that you can run for man to man or press. There's years where we don't press at the beginning of the year because, because, you know, we may have a certain team, but we do run, we do run our UCLA drill, which is the three, the John Wooden drill three on two with a trailer. And after the first two days, we allow pressing. Um, to half court and we talked about playing in a frenzy matter of fact one year um, we had a team that we had to, we were putting new offense in or something so we ran UCLA drill every year in the first game of the season we were behind with five minutes to go and I said all right we're running UCLA drill defensively <laughs> I right. said match up if you can trap trap and let's pray to God we can uh, we didn't come back and win but it gave us a hell of a shot so do. Coaches do a lot of praying. Go ahead. Yes. Oh, yeah. We, we, we run, you know, and I've always said if, you know, let's – there's a lot of schools that they have a 40-minute basketball class and that's it. You know, they don't right. – then they go home, they don't get to practice. If I had three drills that I could run, if I, you know, if I had 40-minute practice, I would run that drill every day because that's an all-encompassing drill, and I think that's how you'd have to play. Yeah, but I think so too. Anyway, um. You know, we've run full court man with stunts. We vary up our two two one, and I'll show you that video wise. Okay. Um, we we'll do all sorts of different things depending, and then and then we do a one two one one on or off ball. Okay, so so hold on, so let's so for both people watching and listening, so um, let's go through those three and go about okay. strengths and weaknesses on each one. Man, two, two, one, one, two, one, one. What is the strength? What's the weakness of each of those? Okay, the full court man strength is if you if you decide not to trap, you've got everybody matched up, um, and and you've got the basket protected. That has to do with a lot of it. Yeah. Um, you know, we we run we'll run what 
Laranaga would call a twist or a double out where we'd front and behind the point guard and make someone else bring it up. Okay. Just to jack with them. Yeah. Uh, now the thing is, there are multiple ways to trap out of it, but the problem is, is when you're trapping out a man to man, you that means all five people are responsible for the basket at some point when you're running full scramble, which is right. the best way to run, but you better have some great communication. We don't scramble as much anymore, and I'll talk about that in the two. Okay. We we scramble, but made but probably more out of the two two one and the one two one one. Um, and, and we make sure the basket's protected a little bit more. And I've got okay. a pretty good athlete back there. Yep. Um, you know, the two, two, one, you know, so go, the go, thing, what's the weakness of the man to man? Oh, I think it's, I think it's the hardest of the three to teach. Well, I think first. it is too. Well, I think the weakness, the weakness of the man to man is, is first of all, um, you know, you've got to get matched up. Uh, number two, on a miss, on a miss, it's hard too. In some oh, respect, oh yeah, and we don't yeah. trap. You know, the, the, we really don't trap misses unless it's the last minute we have to get the ball. And I've got one where our kid did it in a game, and I'll talk a little bit. I've I've got about I think I got fourteen clips or eight clips or something. But uh, I, you know, I think the other weakness is is um, you know the number one weakness is, is if you're going to trap out of it, you, you you have to work very hard on your rotation. Yeah. Um, and, and then once you rotate, it's, uh, the, the rebounding can be a strength in the, in the man to man, but it can also be a weakness. If you're a really, really small team, sometimes you want those bad shots taken because the other team is a better rebounding team than you are. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, the, it, there's more, I don't know how to, how to state it, but there's more, um, and the, and some of the boys are really some of the boys teams I had have been really good. There's more improv. There's more improv. There's more. I can't say do this at this spot because this will only happen once all season. There's there's more of that um, reads like playing the secondary in football. Exactly. Um, and, in the and, man. And so, I've got about six examples of those in my clips where you could say, Hey, pretend like we're in our full court man press. Here's what this, here's what we're doing wrong. Right. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's, uh, it the is. in 30 and 30 years ago, I would have said, if you were a girl's coach, don't do this because they weren't playing enough basketball and the instinct oh. wasn't there. Right. Our girls team was better than us at it this year. Cause their girls were like, we had legit D one players. They were better at it because their reads were better than ours. Cause they've played as much as my guys have. So, I think right. that's changed in the girls and guys game that the girls are playing as much as the guys now than they weren't maybe 30 years ago. Yeah. Um, but it's about, and the reason they can do it is those reads. It's those, like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. We talk, and, and I will tell you one, one rule, and I didn't put on the PowerPoint, one rule we had in our man-to-man when we were going to trap is we had what was called the Mary rule is – once you make that decision, you're married to that trap. Or we always talk about I love about, that. I love that. Stay to that. I, the married, like getting. Yeah, married. You, it's a marriage rule. So, so if we were that. running our half court scramble and we were going to jump them at half court, once you went and they reverse dribbled back, you kept chasing them. You, you kept chasing them. You're married to that until the ball comes out. And then the other thing that we would do, I love that. the other thing that we would do is, um, we would, the, the problem we had was, I always talk about it, uh, I can't say the nationality that you used right. to say, but, uh, you know, you, you've always heard the joke, the idiot at the flashing red light yeah. that's going, rrr, 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 
remember, yep. you got to make, if, you know, if you decide to go trap, even if you're wrong, because we try not to face trap anybody. Right. But if you decide to go jump them, then you go. You got you know, to go. You got to go. And just let the ball throw over. So, yeah. Yep. Um, and I would say the other strength of the man to man press is a lot of times, and let me tell you why I wanted to press. Um, Sub-state finals my senior year, we're playing Topeka Hayden High School, who goes on to win. We, we lose 42 to 35. Ooh, and yeah. they we had scouted them, and I, I ran a lot of the – you know, I was the point guard, and I'd get the ball in, and I couldn't tell if they were full court man, if it was zone and they were going to jump, or if it was a one-two-one-one. So – and, and they had a towel system. I think they had a red, white, and a blue towel that the coach would put over his, uh, over his deal. And so they, we, we were real, I was real tentative at attacking that press because I never knew what was coming. So we, we tried to do, we kind of try to do that out of our zone presses. Some, you know, sometimes we'll say, okay, we're matched up, but we're not going to, you know, we're going to be on the ball and we're not going to go trap the first pass this time. You know, we're going to wait and then see what they do to try to try to mess them up. So um, I, I think there's the best to me, the best press is full court man to man and be adjustable. But yeah. I haven't, I don't have the energy now to be in a stance all game. Yeah. And it's the hardest to teach. It's the it hardest. Is. I sit, you know, so anyway, um, now our two, two, one, I, I think everybody should put in, I, well, I think you have to work against full court man deny just to get the ball in. Right. I'm talking from an offensive standpoint. Teams are going to deny you got to get the ball in right? and then work against it. The 2-2-1 two, two, in girls basketball, you could not just say, hey, getting a 2-2-1 two, two, press, JV getting a 2-2-1 two, two, press, trap at half court, we're going to run our press offense. It, it, it's just, I mean, it, it's a mess. So we teach the 2-2-1 two, two, even if we're not going to run. Um, right. And we've run it quite a bit. We'll run it with our guards up and just float back to a 2-3 zone. We'll do it with our forwards up. Uh, you know, we have trapping areas. That do you we'll do either one of the zones in demand? Both of them. We always go back man unless unless we say – we always go back man. Okay. Um, now, our 2-2-1, two, two, though, we, we will go back into our amoeba uh, or our 2-3 okay. uh, just to be in that configuration if we're going to play zone. Okay. And then um, – we do keep the five man back. I would say the the strength of the two two one is you can keep. We'll put our five man at the top of the key. She's our best athlete now, and we tell her you keep your foot inside the top of the key. If you leave to go steal, you can. If you miss it once, that's fine. If you miss it twice in a row, you're coming out. Okay. Um, and I'm, you know, and then you we we keep our five man back, so our our half court people have to run all the way over to the sideline. Okay. But to me, if you let your five man get in the rotation, either in the one, two, one, one, or the two, two, one, then you're teaching three to four people to have to rotate back and take the basket, which right. I think is a weakness. So, but yeah. you also aren't going to get as many steals. You're not. It's, it, it's the, it's the more passive. Yeah. yeah. And I think a two, two, one is more passive than a one, two, a one, two, one, one. Well, we have, we part. have changed it. I used to play only trapping it what we call purgatory, which is right this side of half court yep. and hell, which is the other side of half court. Yep. What we do is we try to turn, we try to turn it into a run and jump and turn the dribbler back to the other guard and then jump switch. Okay. 
So a lot of times we'll leave our half court people at half and we'll tell them you do not, you cannot come up from half court unless it's for a steal on the, on a pass out of the trap for the guards. We tell them you keep your feet on the half court line and the guards are just going to jack with them up there. So okay. we will do different things. So, um, and then, you know, to me, the best way to work on presses is we do the UCLA drill, um, you know, and, and we tell our kids to play in a frenzy and it's, it's, it's a, what I call a blood drill. Um, and, and, I, and I don't know if I've talked to you about this before, but it, um, like our UCLA drill, um, we'll play it for, you know, we'll play it for six minutes and I'll, I'll make it, but I make it a 10 minute period because the black team's going to go down and every one of them are going to shoot a one-on-one. Right. White team's going to shoot a one-on-one and that's the score that they start with. And then we're going to do, maybe two shot fouls at the end instead of that, you know how a lot of people validate, right? Well, I've always said, well, what the hell happens if you can never validate, are you going to go for 20 extra minutes? Right. Right. So anyway, um, and then of course the ways that you can press, uh, five on five are dead ball, um, which is the easiest way to teach it. Now we'll do what we call circle where, both teams have to run around in a circle and I shoot and I make it and the offense has to take it out. I, I do tapping off the board sometimes okay. too, where I put them in all a right, line and then, and then all of a sudden I'll just say, go that way. Someone's different in the front of the line. Okay. I, I like that. You know what I, I mean? Like so because they cheat on the circle thing, cause they slow down. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. When they, I like when, that. When they, and no one taps off the board. I mean, it's a stupid thing, but whatever, but it, it, it makes them get, and I alternate colors like, it'd be green white yeah. green, right oh, and then okay. all of a sudden i'll just say go and then whoever gets the ball because they're all tapping it off the board it makes right. it as random as i can um, right if anybody else has a better way than circle or that let me know because i've been looking, um you know <laughs> and then we do we do free throw you know uh and our and our rule on free throws the one the one thing that i think is important and you have to uh because our game plan generally is we're going we're gonna to press on dead balls and free throws. Okay. Um, so our rule is this. Let's say we pressed off a dead ball. We stole it and laid it in. We're getting right back in the press. If we miss a free throw, if we miss the free throw, get the offensive rebound and put it in, that still counts as a made free throw and we're in the press. Right. You know, we'll play until a yeah, miss. Yeah, there's no, there's no, yeah, everything's a miss in our, when we do that too. If you, even if you make it, it's a miss. We just got to go like, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. I love that, yeah. And then, uh, and then obviously we'll game plan and then we always switch defenses after a timeout or sometimes we'll, we'll switch our press up on a free throw for one possession. Uh, yeah. Now, one thing that I will say about switch, about, Somebody asked, there was somebody on Twitter the other day that said, do you switch after timeout? And we'll switch, even in our half-court defense, you know, we'll, we've been playing man, we'll switch to Amoeba. Right. The problem with that is, is there's a special combination defense that you end up running the very next possession. Right. I call it the two people playing Amoeba, two people play man, and one person runs around not knowing what the yeah, hell they're doing. I know. Hey, everybody, I hope you're enjoying this. Um, make sure if you want to hear more, Go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. If you want to hear other podcasts, go over and check out High School Hoops and Teacher Side Gig by Coach Collins. And subscribe, like, review all of them. Five-star reviews would be nice. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network.